What do you do when the client says no? Oh my God, what do I do, what do I do? I got the answer and I'm gonna share it on this episode of The Inside BS Show. Hi, it's Dave Lorenzo. Hey now, welcome to The Inside BS Show. Today I'm gonna share five things that you can say when the client says no. This is not your usual how to handle rejection and persist or when you say no, that's just the beginning. No, 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 no. I'm gonna give you five actual things that you can use. And at the end of our time together, I'm gonna share one key thing. So you're gonna wanna stay with me all the way to the end of the show today. All right, let's start with number one. The first thing you should say when the client says no, Mr. Client, I really wanna work with you. How can we establish a relationship? Look, I know you're happy with the person that you're working with. I just want to establish a relationship with you. So how can we do that? Can I help you in another area? Is there something we can do to make a connection to get a relationship started in some way? Most people are going to go, Hi, I'm not really sure. I, I really appreciate you asking, but I don't think there's anything we can do. And you can follow up with, well, tell me some things that you're working on. Tell me, what is your most difficult problem? What's your biggest challenge? And then see if you can help them. That's one way to start a relationship when somebody says no. Just come right out and tell them you want to be in a relationship with them. How can you start a relationship? The second thing you can do or the second thing you can say is, hey, listen, how can I help you with blank and it can be the problem you are looking to solve or another problem that they have. So I'll give you an example. Right now, today, I'm dealing with an issue where I proposed a sales training program to a B2B marketing company. And it was me and another incumbent. And they said, the incumbent, the person who was already there, and they said, nah, we're gonna stick with the incumbent. Don't worry about it. And I said, okay, how can I help you increase sales? You don't want me to come in and do the sales training program. How about if I recruit some salespeople for you? Or how about if I just train your managers? Or how about if I help you review and evaluate the training? If I create a scorecard for you to evaluate the sales training? And they they sat back and they were like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're gonna help us create a scorecard to measure whether the sales training is effective? I think that's fantastic. How much would you charge for that? I said, I would charge next to nothing. My sales training was gonna cost you $120,000. I'll charge you $5,000 to create the scorecard and I'll even review the scorecard with you every month for free. So the second strategy I'm giving you here is a very sneaky strategy when somebody says no, offer to be part of the team that helps evaluate whether the thing that you were gonna do is actually successful. So in my case, I'm offering to help evaluate whether the sales training is successful or not. That's step number two. Step number three is using the phrase, can we try? Listen, I know you decided not to do this, what if we just did a test program with three people? Can we try that? What if we just did it with one person? Can we try that? What if we only did it with this region? Can we try that? Instead of offering the entire scope, the entire spectrum, revise it and say, hey, can we try this? Offering something new or different or on a smaller scale is a way to get your foot in the door and to perhaps do something to demonstrate your goodwill to start a relationship. Step number three is using the phrase, can we try? Step number four, they say no because they've hired somebody else. Listen, Mr. Smith was great and he was half the price of your program, so we're gonna go with Mr. Smith. Well, let me ask you something. Was price the only reason that you didn't pick me? Yes, price was the only reason. Well, let's do this. I will do a small group 
for the same price. I will do a modified engagement for the same price as Mr. Smith and let's make it a competition. If my group outperforms Mr. Smith's group, then you give the whole program to me. If you're wondering if this will work, I will tell you right now, one of my biggest clients, I got them exactly that way. It was a law firm, it was four years ago, and they were evaluating someone to come in and develop a business development academy for their law firm. Very forward-thinking law firm. And they interviewed me, they loved me, they watched all my YouTube videos. They asked me for a proposal. I gave them a number and they said, oh my God, that's too much, we're gonna go with this other firm. And I said, how much is that other firm charging you? And they told me and I said, you know what? I will take 10 people, you can give that firm 10 people, and if my 10 people outperform the 10 people with the other firm, you give me the whole piece of business. And they said, sure, Dave, we'll do that. We'll do it, we'll run the competition over the course of a year. And they did it. Within six months, my 10 people had outperformed that person's 10 people, they gave me 10 more. My 20 people blew away his 10 people, and I got the engagement, and I'm still working with this firm today. So, making it a competition, that's step number four, and that works all the time. You have to be confident, and you have to go in there and say, I will do it for the same price as the other guy, but if I outperform them, you're gonna pay me what I'm worth, and they'll do it if you're successful. Step number five, when the client says no, is say, okay, I respect your decision, but let me ask you something, if you could change one thing, about your current relationship, if you could change one thing about the person that you're currently working with, what would it be? They're gonna think about it, they're gonna think about it, and they're gonna say, well, I would do this, and they're a little bit, they, they deliver a little bit slower than most people. You're gonna say, let me do a trial and see the speed of my delivery, and if you're not happy, we don't ever have to work together, but if I can do that better than them, maybe I can do a lot of other things better, just do a compare and contrast. If nothing else, it'll keep your current provider on their toes. That works like a charm. So if you could wave a magic wand and change one thing about any of the products or services that my competition delivers to you, what would it be? And then you say, listen, I can outperform them in that area and maybe in a couple of others, let's give it a try. You see how I combine two of these things there? You can mix and match, you can combine some of these phrases. When a client says no, you're gonna try these five phrases because I want you to walk away from that deal knowing you did everything you could. And that brings us to number six. This is the key thing. This is the big step. This is the one thing you can't forget. Don't give up, ever. If the client says no, try all of these five things and then after all these five things are exhausted, then you can walk away. But you're only walking away temporarily. I want you to go back in there in three months, in six months, in a year. Don't ever give up until you try the things that I recommend here. When a client says no, these are the things you can use. If you want more great sales objection handling tips, there are some filling in right now. Watch the next video. We talk about how to handle another sales objection in the next video. I can't wait to see you there.